We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what's going on packers fans welcome to another saturday edition of the pack a day podcast i am once again matt fralick unfortunately janelle Mackey is not able to join us but i am reunited with my new partner in crime eli berkovitz Eli, Janelle and I have some history together. I know you and her do too. This is the first time I think we've ever actually spoken about. We've gone back and forth on the DMs in the in the Twitter sphere before. Um, how's your day going, man? And uh, let's let's get into some Packers talk, huh? Day's going well. Been a little hectic trying to get set up here, but yeah, definitely excited uh, about our new squad here on Saturdays. We don't have the full squad today without Jen. I know I missed last week, but. I am sure we will get all three of us together at once uh, soon enough. I am I'm excited to talk some Packers football. Definitely have some amount of news going around the team right now. And, yeah, just looking forward to this new uh, this new team we put together. No doubt, no doubt. And, like, uh, Janelle and I, when we were talking last week, <clears throat> she was kind of like, you know, it's Saturdays or the Friday night recording Saturday edition is a little bit different. And I told her, you know, this time of year can be fun. Like, sometimes you can get – absolutely nothing on friday or even you know late thursday night this week was not like that at all we got some news this friday some maybe just rumors some actual transactions that happened so let's get into that right away i think it was around maybe early afternoon late morning packers and mike smith parted ways mike smith parted ways in his words to pursue other i guess career opportunities right Whatever that means, it's unfortunate. I thought he was one of the super solid defensive coaches still on this roster. Obviously, him and Jerry Gray are probably up there. But he's gone. No, Not really sure where he's going to end up. Rumors circulating that um, he might meet up with his boy Mike Pettin in Minnesota because he brought him in there. Outside of that, really not sure where Mike Smith's going to go at this point. Um, your thoughts on the outside linebacker coach leaving to pursue other options in the NFL? Yeah, it definitely caught me by surprise. Like, I don't think anyone had any reason to believe that that was going to happen. And we know that, like you said, I mean, he's a very, you know, highly regarded linebackers coach. He's been doing it for a long time. And I think the biggest thing that speaks to how good of a coach he is, is, you know, the Rashawn Gary's ascension because Smith was a huge fan of Gary when they drafted him. I remember, I think his quote was, you know, he was running up and down the hallways after uh, they drafted him. He did not think that he would fall to the Packers. And 
obviously a lot of Packers Nation was split on that pick. They weren't sure. What it, was it the right pick? Would it work out? He was going to be a project. And anytime you draft someone who's a project and now all of a sudden they're a star, that means the person coaching them had a big part in that. So I do think Smith leaving is definitely a pretty key loss for the Packers defense, but definitely something that they can still uh, recover from and obviously still have the talent to go out there and play good football. 100%. Like the story, like you're saying with like Ray Sean Gary and Mike Smith, like if he, he was that jacked up and I remember that too, like him just running around and being super jazz. Obviously it seemed like to every fan Packers fan or NFL fan may have been a little bit of reach on Ray Sean Gary, but if there's a project guy and you're a stable organization, go get your dude. So um, tough to see him go. Cause obviously he did so, have some impact on the outside linebacking room and a couple of the guys they were able to bring in with the Smith brothers too. That was huge. So, as we progress through the day, kind of sitting here waiting and towards the end of the day, a little bit of dump on Friday afternoon, just to kind of couple with the Mike Smith news. We find out that uh, Jason Brevovich, who was out of football this last year, actually a uh, former defensive line coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars in the late 2010s here, 2017 and on. Um, he's actually signed as the outside linebacker coach. So quick transaction to have um, yeah. a lot of speculation over, you know, Mike Clements this week and, or, uh, you know, what he's going to do. And I mean, they, it took a while for them to replace, you know, find their guy with him. But I mean, it was hours. It was probably, you know, a lunch break. And then all of a sudden someone was writing up the press release for Brevovich. So or uh, Rebovich, he comes in from the Jaguars pedigree. You mentioned the, the thing you said, too, about, you know, the, the project and having a guy ascend like Rayshon Gary. He kind of did the same thing with Josh Allen. Josh Allen, yeah. obviously defensive end from Kentucky who came out. Um, it's probably been slept on quite a bit because he's down in Jacksonville, unfortunately, but he did set the rookie sack record at 10 and a half sacks back in 2019. Regardless, he had a couple super solid guys down there, obviously, Calais Campbell, Yannick Nagakwe. It, it seems like a decent move for them. Um, a little concerning to me that he was out of football last year, but dude's got yeah. like 20 years experience in the NFL, previously with the Bills, who's always have some good defenses. Uh, but what are your thoughts about uh, the new outside linebacker coach now? Yeah, so obviously, you know, still learning uh, more and more about him. But like you said, like I do like the fact that he's worked with some really high-level players, like, like as you mentioned, Clay's Campbell, Yannick Ngakwe, Malik Jackson. Back in 2017, when he was, you know, the Jaguars' defensive line coach, they finished the season with 55 sacks, which was second in the league. I believe mm-hmm. that was the year they went to the AFC Championship game. And, I mean, if everyone remembers just how dominant that defense was, you had Jalen Ramsey in the back end, but that front seven was what really brought a lot of pressure and helped that defense out a ton. And as you mentioned, he's, you know, been in the league forever, been around football his whole life. So I definitely like that. And then, yeah, much like uh, Rashawn Gary going and taking Josh Allen out of Kentucky, who was definitely highly regarded going into the draft, but – you know, he went and molded him and turned him into a very clear stud in the NFL, which is always good to see. And I honestly think that the Packers, like you mentioned, like it was so quick, you know, from the news of Smith leaving to him coming, like clearly they, number one, knew that Mike Smith was probably on his way out. And they also were very confident in Reverovich and bringing him in essentially right away. So it gives me confidence knowing that you know, it's on a multiple week search trying to find someone like they knew what who their guy was. They got him in there. And uh, now we just got to see what he can do. Hell yeah. Like I, it's you mentioned too the 55 sacks there was only one behind the Steelers that year. And that defense was stupid. You know, you mentioned Malik Jackson, who I uh, omitted, obviously, Jalen Ramsey, 
Telvin yeah. Smith, like just guys across the board. So like he should have some assets to be able to collaborate with Jerry Gray and the likes of the the rest of the defensive staff there. So I'm excited to see what he can do. I think it's um you know one thing, a couple things too. I guess I, I had mentioned Mike Smith. I think he was either last week when we were recording for Packaday or the the last time I was recording with Jason and Paul and just kind of mentioning you know it's nice to have some stability here with these position coordinators and yeah. obviously that turnovers even happened more so since then. One other thing too, like I, I get your take here quickly. I'm just kind of thinking of this question is like. I was anticipating to see the shift with Joe Barry's defense maybe this year when they had a this coming year with a, obviously Devondre Campbell was a stud inside linebacker. Yeah. If they'd prioritize going out and getting one, it seems to me that a dude like Mike Smith was brought in. He got to get some outside linebackers to play into his forte. So I feel like that opportunity is going to be presented to uh, Riverbridge to get his own guy too, like whether that's in free agency or in the draft class. So, you know, I, I don't know if – the Joe Barry defense needs an inside linebacker. I would like it to have a dynamic inside linebacker, but it seems like more of the case that maybe if they're going to go with another outside linebacking coordinator, that they would he would get his piece just like Mike Smith did yeah. with Rayshon Gary. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, obviously, I think everyone, uh, any Packer fan, wants Devondre Campbell back on the team. And, you know, I, I assume his price is obviously going to go up, but I think the team saw the impact he made. And I don't think you can go and just be like, all right, you know, good one season, all pro season, and then we're just going to let you go to another team. So unless he gets some insane, insane contract offer somewhere else, I do think the Packers will find a way to keep him on. And, yeah, I mean, looking right now with the Packers pass rush, I mean, we're going to get to Zadarius Smith soon enough, but it's basically Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith, who Smith did actually have a great season this year, but he's, you know, definitely on the older end of, of, of his career, I would say. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if the Packers went out and drafted a highly regarded outside linebacker as early as the first round this year, if not the second. That would be fantastic. I would love them for to do that. One question I want to pose to you two that are uh are don of the pack of day podcast andy put out on twitter um this afternoon it's got you know it's just a poll he put out but i want to ask your opinion on this and then we'll get to the last topic of this episode on uh, a little more speculation base like right now how would you evaluate the net loss gain um or loss for the packers on their coaching staff like overall like obviously i feel like offense has been impacted defense even more so today like do you think it's a are they are they at a loss? Are they just about even, or they, did they improve from this last year with Basaccia mm. losing Mike Smith, Clements coming in, like just all these? I mean, there's been so many pieces. Stenovich, like there's been all these pieces. Like, yeah. what are your what's your opinion on that that poll he put out? The new year is a great time to focus on what's important to you. Whether it's saving money by ordering less takeout, learning to cook, or prioritizing your wellness, HelloFresh is here to help you with endless options to make cooking at home simple and enjoyable. Personally, I'm really trying to work on my weight this year, and when I found out that HelloFresh delivers pre-portioned ingredients right to my door, including farm-fresh produce that arrives within a week, I was all in. Skip the trip. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? We've all struggled with mental health in different ways, especially during a pandemic, and I'm certainly no different. Keeping myself centered mentally is such a huge part of my overall health goals, and that's where BetterHelp has helped me. BetterHelp has the ability to assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. 
There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas, and the service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist, plus you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. You can even schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you won't have to ever sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed, and it's more affordable than traditional offline therapy. Plus, financial aid is available if needed. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com slash packaday. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. And of course, we have a special offer for Packaday listeners, as you can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash packaday. It's tough because, you know, you go and you look at losing, you know, Hackett, who we know how good he was for the offensive coordinator. But then you promote promote Stenovich, who we saw was phenomenal with the offensive line all year. So I don't know if you say that's a wash, but it's pretty close. And then you lose Mike Smith. You get uh, Rebovich. I guess we're going to have to see what's from him. But I think the real the real. X factor and all these changes is going to be Visaccia and that special teams because, as we know, that was obviously the Packers' biggest issue all season long. And Visaccia has been a special teams coordinator for years. He's been in the league forever. And the fact that they went out and paid him, and I, I, I don't think it's been reported officially, but it's under the assumption the highest paid special teams coordinator in the league that means something. So for him to come in, you know, and hopefully be able to make a real noticeable change, I think when you look at all the changes in those assistant coaching positions, I would say it's a bit more of a gain because I do think, you know, the offense, Matt LaFour is still mostly running it and assuming, you know, 12 is back. The offense is going to find a way to go and be a good offense. And on defense, Joe Barry is still there. Some other positional coaches, Jerry Gray, still there. But the biggest key for the Packers this offseason was making sure that they never had a season as embarrassing and simply absurd special teams-wise as they just did this past season. And I think bringing in uh, Rick Visaccia is really going to make a big impact and should hopefully make this team finally be clicking on all three phases and could actually get over that hump. Hell yeah. I, I like what you say embarrassing too, because like I feel like more often than not, you know, pre Gutekunst Matt LaFleur era, there were a lot of things that were embarrassing that would happen to the Packers in, you know, our lifetime that was just like I feel like the Packers would the organization, everyone would just put their head in the sand, like and not really address that. And like to go out and even to obviously like get rid of Mo Drayton, say what you will. I, I was on the opposite end. I thought they should have maybe let him have another chance, but you finished dead last and just an abysmal like that, go get another guy. But like never would I have thought in all my years that they'd go get up, go get Basaccia. Like I just never expect that to happen. It's so incredible. So like bringing him in, I'm very optimistic. I kind of like to answer the question that I posed to you that Andy put out, I I said, it's like a net, like it's just a net even, like it's fine. Like hack, it's a big loss. Like you mentioned, I think there's a lot of super quality coordinators in the organization. Um, Joe Barry will build more continuity as he goes along. 
maybe I, I, I just imagine that'll happen organically. And I trust Matt LaFleur in the way he runs his offensive room because he believes in his guys and he empowers them to do what they're really, really good at. So we'll see what those roles look like. But finally, the last thing of the day, and it, it, I swear this seems to happen more often on the weekends <laughs> than anything else, Eli. Like, And I don't know if it's because dude's a little bit more free on vacation, golfing, down the Caribbean, wherever the hell. But one of the more cryptic human beings on uh, Packers, I guess, social media next to Devonta Adams, maybe Aaron Rodgers, is Zedaria Smith. Zedaria absolutely loves the emojis, especially the eye emoji. And we got one from Mr. Smith around, I don't know, 3 o'clock on Friday afternoon, Central Standard Time. Then after people kind of dug into his social media, found out Instagram, he kind of purged his whole page there. I actually went through after Jacob Westendorf's uh, he tweeted out that his Twitter page, basically, that being Zadarius Smith, had like no signs of the Packers on it. I'm like, ah, I'll take it a step further. Scrolled through his pictures and videos. He had nothing on there. Like it was all deleted. Oh. I was on the side of like that probably going to have to get rid of Z just because his, where his contract is. It seems like that's a foregone conclusion. Should we believe the crypticness on social media on a Friday afternoon? What, what are your thoughts with Z? And, and has there anything that you've heard uh, along the lines of Zadarius being gone or his future with the Packers? It's, it's hard to ignore all these, you know, his, his, his posts with the eyes emoji and, you know, taking all of his pictures off Instagram and really any connection on any social media platform with the Packers. And he posted, it was after the season, so probably, you know, after the, you know, probably a couple of weeks ago, but that picture of him just saying, thank you, Green Bay on Instagram. And that almost kind of felt like right there. It was like a little bit of like a goodbye. And then, I mean, just looking at, his contract with a $27 million cap hit this year. It's, you know, there's just, it seemed like the writing was on the wall almost before the season started, but maybe if he went out, had a monster year and was just incredible, they could do like an extension or restructure or whatever, but missing the entire season, it really, it really gave him no chance. I mean, he came in in the San Francisco game. We all know, you know, his first snap basically since week one, boom, he sacked Jimmy Garoppolo and it was like, all right, I mean, this guy is still Zadarius Smith, but I don't think they saw enough this year to justify a $27 million cap hit. And I don't think Zadarius thinks that he, that his talent, you know, has gone down in a way that he's going to go and take some major pay cut to stay, kind of like what Preston Smith did. He took a pay cut, stayed, and had a really good season. So I expect him to return at his cap hit, but... I mean, it's tough because Darius, not only was he just so great on the field, I felt like just the energy he brought to the team on the sideline in the locker room, like that's something we don't always see, I feel like, out of a lot of Packer rosters, Packer players. And he was just always, you know, with the celebrations and the set, like something we didn't normally see out of Packer players. And that was very nice to see that. So if it is the end of, you know, Zadarius Smith's time in Green Bay, which it does look like it is, it's, it's definitely tough. And I don't like to see that, but knowing Rashawn Gary is just getting better and better and better and how young he is. And then still having the veteran presence of Preston Smith and assuming they're going to go out and either draft someone or sign someone. I still think they'll be able to have a solid rotation. It's just, you never really want to go into a season with just two guys because number one, obviously injury could happen, but even without that, you want to have a good rotation, keep guys fresh. So, that's why earlier in the show I said I think and just looking at this roster, I don't know if there's any glaring, glaring hole where it's like obvious, you know, first round, we gotta go here. So I think it really is gonna be best player available. And if there's an edge rusher there, 
I would love to see them get another edge rusher. And then you have a three-man rotation and eventually, you know, Rashawn Gary and whoever they draft, hopefully that person pans out and you have two young studs at your outside linebacker spots. That would be excellent. And like, I, I feel it, it sucks too, because I know I mentioned this last week. It's just like the idea that you could have had Smith, Smith and Gary just at their peak this year and really to see what a three headed monster looks like. We, we never actually got, which I mean, you yeah. could say maybe you did in the, in the playoff game, but sure, whatever they, they lost the game. It didn't really matter. And you mentioned like if Zedarius would have gone out and balled out, like just how awesome that would have be. And right now, like the way I look at it, like, that uh, it became more of a reality as the season went on with that back injury. It was just like, okay, he's really not going to come back as soon as we thought. They're being super, super cautious. That twenty-seven million dollars is a, a hell of a lot of money, and yeah. just became more of a reality. Like as we got towards the end of the season, like he wasn't going to be on the team, so it sucks. It's he's more than likely, in my opinion, gone. I was probably sixty forty; he'd be gone before today, and now it's about eighty twenty for me. Like I just can't imagine he'd be coming back. It's probably even further than that, but. Hopefully they can get a guy that they can develop and develop into a three-headed monster with this new outside linebacking coach and Gary emerging in Preston. But without that, I think it's you're you're behind the eight ball because eventually Preston's going to be gone too. I mean they're not going to raise they're 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 in cap hell right now essentially. So. Hopefully they can get a dude. I don't care who it is. If it's a, a six hundred thousand dollar dude like Devondre Campbell that could play outside linebacker, um, they get in the in, in June or July, whatever the hell it was, or draft a guy. Yeah. That that would be fantastic. I feel like the easy solution is to get a guy that would be a free agent that could come in and impact right away. Obviously, like if you're getting like a, a Ray Sean Gary, a Josh Allen type project dude, the Jaguars had like it's going to take a little bit while longer. It, it was great. We got yeah. some news today. Yeah. I was pretty pumped about that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. 
No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, definitely. But uh, there are, I mean, a, co- a handful of options in free agency that I feel like could possibly work because they're, they're good players, but they're also a little bit older. So I don't think it would cost as much when you're looking at a guy like Von Miller, Chandler Jones, Jadeveon Clowney. All of them are going to be free agents this year, and they're all big names. But at the end of the day, whether it's age or recent performance, like I don't think they would necessarily break the bank. Like You can maybe sign them to kind of like a prove-it deal. And then if you could sign one of them and then still draft a guy, and this way they're having, you know, older players that are very good at their position that have been there for a while to learn from, which I think obviously Gary learned a ton from the Smiths. And then we could do the same thing again. If we draft another guy, I mean, even Emmanuel Agba from the Dolphins is a very solid player. Who's going to be a free agent. So there's options. There's options out there for people to sign. There'll be guys in the draft that will come up that I'm sure they'll be interested in. So it's definitely a position that assuming Zadarius is gone, I do think they need a target, whether it's in free agency or in the first three rounds latest in the draft, because you're going to need more than just Gary and Smith. Hell yeah. And what what, what could have been if Whitney Merciless doesn't get hurt, too? Like, I mean, who oh, yeah. knows what will happen with him? But I think they for sure get a free agent and draft the guy. I think that's like that just has to happen based on like and I feel like you've kind of talked me into that a little bit more. So we'll see what happens. Like I said, I was I was thankful we got some news today. Unfortunately, it was some bittersweet news transitions in that in that locker room even more with players more than likely. And obviously that coaching staff just getting sifted through. But as we wrap up here, Eli, pretty quick and short episode, not much else to get to, but it's been a, a, a eventful offseason thus far. I think in the next couple of weeks, obviously, it sounded like two weeks, probably we're going to get an answer from Aaron Rodgers. There's been speculation all week about that. And I really don't care to go into that because it's annoying. <laughs> but and everything and I think you'll maybe you'll agree that I think he's coming back to Green Bay. So hopefully we get to break that news on a Friday afternoon at yeah. some point. But right now you can still I mean, to interact with all of us throughout the offseason, obviously follow Packaday podcast on Twitter, Spotify, Google. Uh, Apple Podcasts, whenever you can get your podcast. Janelle obviously couldn't join us. She's recovering. I think think some of this, I was going to harass her last week. I think some of this has to do with her being a little underhydrated. I think I saw a tweet from her last week that she said she was under. So I'm going to have to remind her on that in in our Twitter DMs. But wish Janelle well. Uh, on Twitter at Big Mac underscore four. That's at Big M-A-C-K underscore four. Uh, you can tweet at me on Twitter at Matt underscore Frey underscore. That's at M-A-T-T underscore F-R-A underscore. Eli, what are you working on? What's going on, man? And uh, where can everyone get in contact and see all your content you put out? Yeah, so I would say, uh, well, first off, like you said, Jen, uh, feel better. Hope you're doing good. And hopefully next week, all three of us will be on here together. But you can uh, find just about all of my work on Twitter at book of Eli underscore NFL. And over the next couple of weeks and months, I'll be writing uh, for Packer report, covering some free agent stuff leading up to the draft, doing some scouting reports. So keep an eye out for that. And if uh, you like watching Packer highlight reels, you could check out my YouTube page, uh, Eli Berkovitz on YouTube. And yeah, but like you said, it's already been a pretty eventful off season. We're not too far into it. And we all know, you know, the main event coming up. But as you said, I mean, I do agree. 
not really being uh, not on the bias side. I just think all the all the signs, everything's pointing to Aaron Rodgers returning. So, like you said, it would be pretty great if uh, we get to be the ones to do that show. Yeah, I'm, I'm envious of whoever who part of the team gets to do that, and I'm sure well, it'll it'll last throughout the whole week, or maybe even going into the following week for uh, to react to that. But it should be good. I'm excited. It's in like in in contrast to last year, it was kind of negative throughout the whole year as mm-hmm. far as the Packers were going. Obviously, with Rodgers this year, it seems like we've been just kind of like spoon fed every couple of days of some new stuff coming out. Not too bad, and if it's been bad, it's been countered by some really great things. With um, I don't know, getting like a new special teams coordinator who seems like a hell of a dude. But it'll yeah. be a fun off season as we progress. I'll be looking definitely. I'm actually no no lie. I'm on your YouTube right now. I want to see if you got any new stuff out there. So I'm checking that out tonight. For Matt Freilich, that's Eli Berkovitz. You guys have a good weekend. Take care and go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.